full, it's full glory. So tell me, look. Is that what you used? Yeah, but it, I mean, it was that, if it had that length of thing, I would guard, I would have been fine because, but I just was like, I took the longest one. This was the longest I could leave here. And so I'd, I started doing the back and eventually I had to go knock the neighbour next door's door and I was like, can I ask you a lockdown breaking favour? Can you come and tidy up the back? Because one side was like an inch higher than the other. And I was just like, I need you to fix this. Because otherwise I was just, I would have ended up bald. Do you know what I mean? I would have kept like trying to fix So how did you describe it? It was like a helmet. Uh-huh. Turn around. <laughs> Thankfully, thankfully, I don't need to show the back of my head off at meetings at work very often. So, need a balaclava. I know. I yeah. People aren't going to want me to like come into their school and work with children looking like this. They normally, they? they normally ask you at the hairdressers, would you like it tapered, sir, or would you like it straight? They'll now be calling it, would you like a helmet, sir? Yeah, would you like the Chris Ross helmet? Oh, dear. What we're saying is, do you remember when Ronaldo got that half-moon haircut at the 2002 World Cup? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I was saying I could get that to one of my friends last night. I could get that on the back of my head, just at the top of my neck. Go bald, save for a wee semicircle at the top of the helmet. Oh, it's magnificent, magnificent. Oh, it's brought a tear to, to an eye. <laughs> I didn't realise um, we were recording. Okay, well, just, <laughs> I just thought we'll get, we'll get it started on. So, cancellations, the whole cricket season's just, that's it, gone. It is done. So, does finished. that mean then that we're not having any T20 competitions, or is it just purely friendlies? So, I've taken it at, well, I mean, the Cricket Scotland statement is there's no... No league cricket will be played. So I assume that also means... I think they said that there's some, some wiggle room for the regions to choose on their T20 tournaments. So if the West wanted to go ahead with the Rowan and like the Greenwood, I guess they could. Yeah, yeah. I would still be... I would still be quite surprised by that, I think. I don't know why... I don't know what would change over the next period of time that would allow you to play T20s when they've decided we're not going to get to play any league cricket. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's shorter, but I think you still have the issue of people will only want to play if they can play formal matches, if they can get the bar and clubhouse open. And as I've said before, I just don't, don't yeah, see that the, being possible. Yeah, I, I think a majority of cricketers will want to play. It's whether or not they're going to have the facilities there because the club obviously has to employ people to make sure that the facilities are in a, a standard way yeah. you can actually play, and that's going to cost money. And if there's no money coming into the bar, then how are you going to be able to... Exactly. How, how do the finances work there? Exactly. I think, I mean, you'll get, I think by, by all means, should the restrictions be lifted enough that you're allowed to have 22 people playing a sport like cricket, which I'm still dubious about, actually, just because of the like we said before, the transmission, like the transmission of the virus through, like holding the ball, shining the yeah, ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, run at the batsmen, running past each other, all of that stuff. But you could get friendly games being played where grounds, German clubs say you can use the space. We won't have, formally have anything to do with it beyond opening the gates up for you to use the, use the grounds. But you wouldn't have, a, 
Like that would mean getting changed in cars or whatever, or changed at the side of the pitch. But I don't think that that will bother too many people. I think you know, no, I think the chance think, of a game of cricket, they'll want to play cricket. Yeah, uh huh. I think. I mean, I think there are some people who will probably. I think because I think you'll have quite an odd mix, won't you, as well? Because people who are in the setups and stuff at the sort of top end of the, the senior game will probably have chances to practice at a relatively high because they're already bringing some outdoor practice back in England yeah, and stuff. So yeah, I assume yeah. that sort of stuff will start to come in. I think. Ten, if you were if you're at that level, would you want to just play friendly knockabout cricket? Oh, that's not, not going to happen. Or, if, you, if, you're higher, gonna, if you're playing at a higher, if you're playing at a higher level, you're not going to be dinging about playing friendlies. I mean, that's just no, like, exactly, like, yeah. exactly. So I think what you'll have will be yeah, like genuinely friendly games of cricket, like people who just want to yeah. go out, have a bit of a hit, have a bit of a bowl and see people. Um, so listen, let, let's get started. We've got Ian Young on this week. Uh, we yeah. did have um, Kyle on, Kyle Kurtzer, um, but he, 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 he didn't reply to any of the texts until nine o'clock this morning. And he says, that's fine. When do you want to come on? And he says, oh, 10 o'clock, because I previously texted him all the information. I said, listen, we're a professional show. <laughs> yes, we are. In, we are indeed a professional show. Where we spent the first two minutes of me not knowing that we were recording as we mocked my my baldy head. And and what the viewers and listeners don't know is that we spent the last fifteen minutes trying to get connection with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing's a complete shambles. Not like those two super duper podcasts. Did you listen to any of them? Shaky's no, journey. Have you listened? No, I've watched it, and he seems to have got his camera sorted out now. He's okay. now either opened the windows or he's actually realised, you know what, you need to have the light in front of you rather than behind you. So you don't look like you're emanating light. And then did you listen to Halfway Up Middle? Aha, uh -huh, now that's good. That's like, a, they seem to have guests, like multiple guests a week. And How many shows have they done? I don't know. I, f I think they've, had, they've been out for a couple of weeks, but yeah. But you never know, it might not last, John. Well, that's it, longevity. Early momentum. Absolutely. Staying power to keep going. <laughs> Plugging and, on regardless with only six. And the two boys that do that, Hoggy, I don't know who, who's Hoggy? Is he a boy from our broth, is he? Potentially, I don't know, I hadn't actually heard, but they had some... Did Matt they not Parker's the other one. Out? Yeah, he was at our broth, wasn't he? Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah. But they come and across they really to, well. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy game. I think it's been it's been edited to the inch of its life. Not not Has like it? our not like <laughs> our little show. We could always see if they want to do a crossover though. We should do if that. No, we should definitely do that. So <clears throat> COVID cricket. I wanted to talk about COVID cricket and I want everybody to start sending in their videos of a little bit of um garden cricket. So we've got, a, I've got a video of, well, we don't have an Andrew Reid video. Um, he, he, did his, he did his cut and he did his sweep and, and that's clearly the only two shots that he can play. Well, so I think he told us that, didn't he? Uh -huh. so, so he's not giving us any more. So I've got a video with Bruce Russell. So Bruce Russell, I don't know, you know Bruce Russell? No, I don't think so. No. So he was a Scotland captain back in the sort of late 80s, mid 90s. Um, great lad, great lad, juggler. Uh, does fantastic okay. stuff there's he's doing and he's finn russell it's his he's that's his nephew i think finn russell's his nephew anyway they do a, a family juggling thing where they're all at different parts of the world and they throw the juggling balls and then somebody catches it 
on the other yeah. video. Very clever, very good. Anyway, got a video showing um, him and his daughter. His daughter knows nothing about cricket, never played the game at all. And in lockdown, she's taken the game up. So there's uh -huh. a video of her, and quite literally, I think this is in the first week. And I tell you what, she shows some promise. So we'll put that on, and then we'll get Youngie on. Okay. Um, Youngie's waking in the wings. So shall we just, we'll get him in, shall we? Yeah, he can watch the video with us. Yeah. There he is. The question is, has he been watching us on Facebook? Well, I don't know. He's got, the, he's got the videos turned off. Youngie, can you hear us? He's still connecting to the audio. Anyway, what, 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 what else have you been up to? Morning, Ian. Hey, hey, hey. You all right, gents? How are you? Have, have a look I'm at right. his hair. Chris, that's, that's beautiful. Thanks, wait until he turns round. Turn round I'm again, not Chris. turning round again. You'll get, you'll have to watch on Facebook later. It's been I'm described as a helmet. It's absolutely you, horrendous. Did you say you've been described as a helmet or your hair has? <laughs> both. Both. The <laughs> <laughs> hair this one, but that's only because I've not seen as many people over the lockdown. I'm I've sure once the restrictions get lifted, slurs again, my character will increase. I've not uh, braved the haircut yet, so I'm keeping it under wraps at the moment. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to go for that when I go out so that people can't see this absolute monstrosity either. But, <laughs> Did you do it yourself or have you uh, broken the rules? He started, um, he started doing it I himself. I started and I had to then have it finished by somebody else because it was too... I was on the verge of just taking the back all off. It's oh, <laughs> absolutely awful. <laughs> oh, good. How's COVID treating you? Yeah, not not bad. It's uh, it's I've got I'm still working from home, so I've got that little bit of normality um, mm -hmm. in that respect. Um, other than that, missing the lads at the cricket club and missing yeah. friends and family and stuff yeah. like that. But um, going and doing doing shopping for my parents and for Katie's parents and stuff like that and dropping it off. So get to see them from two metres away every every week. But other yep. than that, it's just, it's, it's been a challenge, but essential, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. And have you been watching the show? Have you been listening to the show, I guess, is the first question we should <laughs> ask you. I've seen bits and pieces. Um, for me, Kazim Sheikh's got a much better show. <laughs> <laughs> when you have can you been see invited him? on there yet? What's that? Has he invited you on? No, I'm still waiting, man. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not quite the professional cricketer that he was looking for. I think with some of the, he's got some big names there. I tell you, something. hasn't he just the boy yeah. Butt? Yes, yeah, Alman Butt. And, and then he's um, got some offie from uh, who's playing in Australia. Yeah, the is a oh, I forget his name. Um, can't remember his name, but I see he's also tried to get in contact with Old Morgan and Darren Sammy, people like that as well. So it's. Uh, how did, you play them? did you play with them down south? I don't know if Sammy would have, because Shaky was on the MCC Young Cricketers before I was. Um, and Sammy I don't know if, if Sammy would have been there as well at that time. Um, or I don't know if he's maybe just reached out through other people that he knows. Um, yeah. He will have played against Owen Morgan um, through the age group stuff. Um, that when I, he was playing in Ireland, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, he, before he changed. Uh huh. Yeah. But so we'll, so yeah. we'll see how he gets on. He, he can talk. That's what. That's the one thing he's got in his his locker. Well, I think that might that might that might be his downfall. He likes the sound of his own voice more than he likes hearing other people's. But uh. <laughs> and, and he do, he does drop a name. He he likes to yeah. drop a name or two. 
Yeah, he, he, he certainly does. But do you know what? Fair, fair play to him. He's 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 doing it. Um, I, I have to I have to give him some kudos because he mentioned me in a, in one recently uh, that I listened to. So I have to I have to say thanks to him for that. So well, we we will good. touch on that. That's the one. That's um, halfway up middle. That's the other podcast we've been listening to. And and you uh, you got in there, I think, as as uh, number three batsman. So they picked a side of 11, 12, 13 players who hadn't made the step up for the, the Scotland side. Um, yeah. And you got in there at, at three. So you're quite pleased with that, were you? Yeah, surprised to say the least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so shaky. And uh, I guess I was... Shaky obviously knows me and I've played against Shaky since we were kids. Um, but for the, the boy from the East... Um, that obviously was going based on stats, which I don't look at too much, but he's gone in stats and he picked me as well, which was uh, was happy to hear that, yeah, even even though they slagged my weight for a few years. But They did, though, say that you're absolutely electric in the field, even when you're carrying a few pounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess fielding something I've prided myself on uh, the whole time I've played cricket. I, I really enjoy it. So good to get good to get that notice, I guess. Good, 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 good. Well, listen, I'm just going to um, talk a little bit about, we've, we've had a couple of videos on um, from a guy, Andy Reid, who's the okay. chairman down at Dumfries. And we're very keen now to try and get some videos on um, about COVID cricket and uh, a bit of background, uh, a bit of back garden cricket. So I tell you what, we've got Bruce Russell on. So I'm going to just go and, uh, and share the screen here. Okay. Um, and what we've got is, just give you a little bit of background, is that uh, we've got Bruce Russell, uh, his daughter, um, hasn't done any cricket at all and okay. uh, obviously COVID and he's got her playing some cricket so I understand that this video here this is week one of her cricket I hope you can see that yeah I can see him now so some in. quality throwdowns that's the first thing I think if you've got somebody who's going to be teaching you cricket you've got to be able to have somebody who gives you some decent throwdowns yeah, and, yeah, uh, and Brucey's so this is our first week Wow. I tell you what, that it looks okay, bad. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, definitely. She's got decent straight back, good technique, yeah. high elbow. Yeah. Better Even than the some of the kids I've got at like... school. Yeah, do I mean, know where, do we know where they like? Does she want to want to give away? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I don't>... <laughs> <laughs> but she's not yeah, interested. She... Bruce says that she's just not interested in cricket. But I tell you what, and yeah, the, the thing that Bruce said, and and it's also true of my daughter, is that. She's a gymnast, and so she has to do certain, um, you know, tumbling and, and certain yeah. things as a gymnast. So he just said, listen, you need to do this, that, and that, and she's just taken it on board as a gymnast, yeah. um, and she's just going through the process. I might, yeah, it's, I might... a, it's great to see. I think that, um, I mean, Johnny, you, you've coached a lot, and Chris, you've coached a lot as well, but, I mean, we've all coached in schools and you go into some of the primary schools and you're trying to get kids to hold the bat in the correct position and there's all there's always straight arms there's no bent elbows there's the bats mm -hmm. out like a kind of baseball bat there's loads of different stances that you see to, so to see uh, a girl pick up the bat and play with what looks like a, a pretty good stance and pretty good pickup and everything straight away is yeah is, is you, fantastic you seen that one now with her just her right hand yeah I do ah, think, right, okay. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's, just, it's I mean, that's, small that's and difficult like a, to do. Yeah, yeah I, I would struggle to do it. <laughs> I think I think yeah, if I did that, that ball would get attempt to be whipped somewhere through, sort of behind square on the leg side. Because I, I did. It's all I didn't go, know Chrissy had going, another shot other than the forward defensive. <laughs> yeah. But it's all going straight. <laughs> yeah. Somehow the door. Backrest still rolling up. Oh, it's no, I know it's, no, it's really good. I think you're right as well, what you say, Johnny, is I think that you get a lot of people that are, um, that do play other sports, that are just natural, natural sports persons, men and women, um, that can just pick up a, a hockey stick, a cricket bat, football, whatever, and and they manage to do it with some sort of kind of technique and ability. Yeah. Um, and they also, they also say as well, I think with with women as well, I think when you, there's a lot of chat around uh, ladies football. Um, and if you're actually to watch the tactical side of women's football compared to kids football, um, or sorry, boys, kids football, yep. boys tend to just run about like headless chicken after the ball, whereas the, the females are a lot better at picking up the tactical side of the game. Um, and, and being a lot more aware in that respect. So yeah, it's good yeah. to see. So I put a little, obviously <laughs> I wanted to have a little chat to you about the NCC. Yeah. Um, and we've just put on the, 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 the screen there. Now, how yeah. old were you then? Uh, so I would have been 18, 19, no, nineteen twenty probably. So was that your first year there at the MCC? Yeah, that was my first season. For those of you who are just listening, we've got a picture of, of Youngie in his MCC kit along with uh, his teammates there and uh, looking very young, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what year was yeah. that, Youngie? So it would have been 2005, so that would have been the first season down there, so that was uh, the Ashes season. Mm -hmm. And any names that uh, made it from that? Yeah, and you know this is where this is where I'm going to fall apart, Johnny, because my memory oh, is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's some there's some big names in there as well. So All right. bottom left, you've obviously got Gary Wilson, uh, Ireland player, and um, played for Surrey, yeah. played for Derbyshire. Right. Um, middle next to him is a boy called Sean O'Brien, um, extremely talented cricketer. He, he, he pros down in one of the clubs in London. Right. Um, he's from he's from Liverpool. Um, he's never gone on to kind of county stuff. I think he had a few trials and stuff, but they never went on to county uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then beside him's Johnny Hughes, another one, Loughborough Uni player, yep. uh, born in London, plays in London as well, um, but now plays a bit more rugby than cricket, I think. And then to the right of him, you've got Will Goodman. Um, right. So Will Goodman played at Durham, played at That's Gloucester. Right. Yeah. Still, still plays. Not. I think he went to Knotts for a while as well. Uh huh. Um, and then his brother was the captain of the England A team for a while as well. Yeah. Um, back row, you've got back right Kyle Hodnett. He's a South African boy that came over. Um, never made it to county level, but very good player. Uh, still plays club cricket over here, I think. Um, well, not in Scotland, but down in England. Boy to the right of him. Now this is terrible that I'm oh, sorry left of him. I've Terrible, I've forgotten his name because he's the captain of Bangladesh, I'm sure, at one time. Oh, he? uh, he's, <laughs> he, he's class, he's an he off spinner, middle order batsman. Right. I, cannot, right. I cannot think why his name's disappeared from, from my head here. Don't um, worry. But, but yeah, fantastic player. Um, and, and the and other thing, you, just to ask, is why have you got a semi? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me on the floor, Johnny. <laughs> 
other, the other, there's a few, a few other guys there. The boy um, with the ginger hair, Kevin O'Brien, you'll know him very well. Uh, He's Ireland, Ireland isn't he? Yeah, Ireland yeah. superstar and possibly yeah. the most talented, like naturally talented cricketer I've probably ever played cricket with. He's was he the guy who scored the hundred in the one day and, and yeah. when they beat them? Uh, yes, he he scored scored a hundred. Did he score it against? I'm trying to think, who's, did he not score one against England in the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, scored, yeah, scored a big hundred against England uh, when Ireland beat England in the World Cup. Um, he's done it a couple of times. I think, I think he got runs against Pakistan when they beat them as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's one of these kind of big show players in terms yeah, of yeah. really, really steps up on the big for, uh, on the big stage. Um, just so calm as well, so calm and naturally talented. Just absolutely smashes the ball. He's played a few seasons uh, in the T Twenties with count, different counties and stuff like that as well. But he's never yeah, managed yeah. to kind of cement anything long term, unfortunately, which is a massive surprise to me. Um, but yeah, fantastic player. What yeah. I think is, is bizarre about it is that that. Like, it's totally incidental to the whole thing, but the kit, it, that looks like it could have been taken in 1980. Like, see the way yeah. the kit is? Like, yeah. the jump between that point to even, like, 2010, where suddenly people look like they're in something approaching sports clothing. Like, no, that, like I, how do you ever expect it to run about in that gear? I don't know. But it's also I true, that. I think, about the football. I was watching Match of the Day, mm -hmm. and that was, two, I think they were doing the 2003 season. Um, and... Yeah, it, it, it looks as if it could be anywhere between the 1990s and, and the noughties. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how Kit went from being kind of baggy and stuff to then everybody wanting their tight-fitted stuff and tattoos and everything that is nowadays. Uh -huh. if, you, if you've not got a sleeve tattoo, then you're, you're not doing it right, I don't think, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I might get some fake ones for next year. What, one of those, some of those roll-on ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So listen, let's talk about the season. Um, yep. It turned out to be, you know, without winning the silverware, and, and that's the thing that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But it was, you know, a relatively successful season. I think that if at the start of the season you'd said that you got a quarterfinal of Scottish Cup and, and second in the league, I don't know, would you have taken that or would you have taken, you know, silverware? What was, what was your take on it? You're, you're right, John. It's a really tough one to kind of place. Um, if you'd said to me at the very start of the season, then, then yeah, I probably would have, I would have taken it. Um, I think in the fashion that we ended up missing out on silverware, that's where I'd be the most disappointed. I think, I think obviously, once we actually got the, the security that we knew 100% that Rory was coming, then obviously... Mm -hmm. You started to kind of, you started to start dreaming, I guess. And start thinking, how good is this guy going to be? Is he going to clean up teams for under fifty, under hundred every week, and then yeah. knock off the runs? And it's just going to be an absolute canter. Um, but I, th I think the way the season went, I feel we're really unlucky. I mean, if you go to that Scottish Cup game, I think that we, I mean the position we got ourselves into to to almost throw it away. It's only our, our own fault not to get to the semi final at least. Um, and then the same in the league. I mean, the, the big one that stands out as a game we should have never lost was the Greenock away game. Um, fair play to Greenock. The pro scored a, a fantastic 100 that day. And one of the boys that came in towards the end started smashing Chansey for six every second ball, which, <laughs> which was fair play to them. Like you say, they took the game away from us um, and got themselves over the line on that day. But to, to lose that game really was a, a massive sucker punch and then especially the way the weather went 
for the kind of last quarter of the season where we didn't get that chance to, to play against Udinston again. We didn't get to play Presswick again. You know, we didn't get to play Presswick at all last season. So mm. um, it's a real shame that the way it played out. Um, but to answer your question, Johnny, yeah, did, I would have taken I would have taken it at the start of the season. But after a few games in and I saw how things were going and how things could go, definitely disappointing to, to finish with no silverware. And and the thing is, it's not out with the bounds of possibility that if you look at those first six six games that we won, we could have lost all of them. Oh, 100%. I mean, what Rory came in, when was that? The end of May, start yeah. of June almost, by the time yeah. he was able to come. So East Kilbride, um, we were nine down for buttons, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then we put on 60 for the last wicket. Greenock, Gav, Gav Smith gets four wickets in five balls and turns the game. Um, yeah. Trumpelier was a bit not great, 139, but probably a, a better performance. Um, yeah. And then Clydesdale, they drop McNulty on the boundary, <laughs> and and he ends up to whack another 20 to win the game, and then the Adi, the Adi last ball. So it's just, yeah. it's that thing about absolute fine margins that I guess that if you are on the winning side of those fine margins, then the confidence grows. And confidence is just the be-all and end-all as far as cricket is concerned. But that's yeah. that, that I think is really interesting about the season is, do you think, I guess as captain, Young, do you think that the two games that, because like you say, I mean, the Greenock game, you should have won, just based on your, we were a much better side than they were last year. And the Heriots game, watching it, I would say we, you guys were on top for... 60 to 70 percent of the match losing those two games that you should have won was that just a case of being in too many tight games so you'd had those six games that you could have lost at the start of the season and eventually the odds just turned on you or do you think there was something specific about the ones that you lost was there something about the pressure of those games um it's tough to put a, it's tough to really put your thumb on the the reason for it i guess um i think you're right um that we had so many close games as well, Johnny, um, at the start. And what, one thing I'd like to say before I kind of go on to answer Chris's question is that even without Rory at the very start, um, I think to get over the line in such tight games really built such a such an amazing spirit within yeah. the team and a real fighting attitude to show that we would do it without a pro, without yeah. a pro, and, but still have that confidence that when that pro comes, it's Rory Kleinfeld. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got that. It, it absolutely kind of set the precedent for the season to show that we've got these guys within our team that can do it without a pro and that we've got that battling spirit and such talent in the dressing room um, that to bring Rory into it would only add to what could, what could have been an absolutely unbelievable season. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go back to your question as well, Chris, I think that uh, in respect of the, the close games that we lost, that was it just one too many? Possibly. Um, I think that looking back in the Greenock game, um, in terms of tactically, I think that I maybe left Chansey on too long. Um, that guy um, that got after Chansey and kind of brought them back in to make it a little bit easier on the run rate side of things, probably could have changed it up um, a little bit earlier. Um, and the Heriots game was just, it was disappointing. Um if I look back to Rory's wicket when we were coasting, um, he just blasted a few, and then he got out to a, a real short half tracker 
nothing you can't really describe. It's just the definition of the old uh, rubbish ball gets gets your wicket, um, which was disappointing at a time we were absolutely cantering it. But then at the same time, if you look back at the start of the season and what I've just said before, we had enough we had enough in the dressing room to get us over the line in the position we've got ourselves into. Um, I, I think that I think there were two different games. I think that the Greenock game potentially came down to tactics and good play by the Greenock. And I think in the second one, it's not often in the games that we won closely that the pressure was put on the the middle order of the batsmen to get us to get us over that line, I guess. Um, and I think that with that Heriots game comes the added pressure of playing against an East team. There's obviously that um, difference of East v West, and obviously a lot of people believe the cricket's a lot better in the East, and the teams are a lot stronger. So I think there's still a little bit of that mental. I, I think that the Greenock game we were expected to win, the Heriots game we were expected to lose. Um, so I think there was the difference in mentality um, between those two. Here's my take on it. Um, West, as a team generally, don't have any problem with regards to bowling. If you look at that league championship and you look at um, the, the wickets, you've got Gav Smith, 24, Fenna, 20, Rory, 18, Cy Brown, 13, Chansey, 13, Lucas, 10, Jono, seven and Devo six. We will always bowl teams out. We will always, I think, defend. What I think we lack is a killer instinct as far as the batting is concerned. You go to those two games and you can put incidents where people were in and what we needed to do was people to sit in and just that was it. That's the game I'm going to win. And for whatever yeah. reason, Rory pop, what, pops one up. You're thinking, Chings, you know, of, of all the guys pro... You're, you're wanting somebody like that just to say, well, listen, that's my job. I'm going to be there in the end. Um, mm. And then as far as the Greenock game is concerned, again, we were coasting. 200 wasn't enough in the end, but it wasn't the fact that they're pro batted so well. It's because we should have scored 220, 230. And again, yeah. batsmen were set. Admittedly, we were down at seven, seven down, eight down, but we had two guys that were set that probably needed to, to knock on and, and get another 20 or 30. And I think that's what we need. If we are going to compete, we need to instill more of a killer instinct as far as the batting is concerned. Yeah, I, th I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think that we've got so much talent in the dressing room with the bat, people that can play 360 shots, people that can um, score at a very quick rate, people that can knuckle down. But we've always, for, for the last however many years that I've played at West End, we, we've... We've always lacked that killer instinct and that that one or two people that are just willing to to read the game of this or read the situation of the game and say, right, it's me that's going to finish this, and I want to be the one that's that's there at the end and getting us over the line. Um, and, and you're right, I think it, it's it's something lacking. It's something that takes you to that next step. Um, probably would have got us over the line last year. But it is the hardest thing, you know. To me, as a, as a batter, you've got one chance. I always remember David Snowgrass used to come in and when he was on a bad trot, um, he used to come in and he's got one fucking chance. I've got one <laughs> chance and he'd throw his bat and he would have a tantrum. And that's what batting's all about. You've got one chance, whereas a bowler, you can yeah. bowl pie after pie and then you bowl another pie and, and Rory 
clunks you down and you get caught in the boundary and, and you're a yeah, match. Yeah, everybody forgets the four sixes that he's just panned you Absolutely, for. absolutely. And yeah. it's so, so difficult. And it's just a mental, it's just, and you, I think what you need to do is you need to get yourself into situations and start doing it on a regular basis. And then you've got that confidence to be able to go in and say, well, listen, I've done it before. I've done it before against this team. I've done it before against that team. And then you start building up a, a repertoire of, you know, an ability to be able to finish games off. But it's, yeah. it's, it's so, so difficult. So difficult. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think um, if there's anything, well, once, once we're allowed to train again and stuff, probably likely to be throughout the winter, if it's one thing that we need to really knuckle down on for next season, then I'd 100% say that's the, the one big, big thing that needs to change. And it is, as you say, one of the hardest to change. And it's, well, it's almost really, it's really difficult isn't it? because actually it's not, as you say, a skill thing. I think a lot of it is actually the mentality thing of being like, well, I'm just going to sit here for a long time and yeah. being and having things that you can call back on to say, well, I did that and that's how I dealt with the pressure in yeah. that situation. Which I don't know how you can practice that unless you're actually doing yeah. it in a game and winning games. That's, I mean, I don't know how else you I can do it. Some, I think yeah. in some respects... Obviously, you can practice your skills as much as you want. I think a lot of it comes down to, probably links back to a lot of what we spoke about with Riyadh, about mentality at the last time of when, yeah. when things do go wrong. So when you, if you're the person who was set in a game and then get out and the game, the game goes because of that, being reflective enough to say, shit, well, that should have been me. And to be, to be brave enough to say to the team, that should have been me, I should have done that, and I will not let it happen again. And I think that is quite often the bit that's really, really difficult, is the actual honesty with yourself to say it, as opposed to, because like we said, with those skilled cricketers all up and down the batting lineup and up and down every team in the league, it's, I think quite often that next step comes from, yeah, that level of honesty and reflection. But, yeah, there'd be, there'd be two things for me um, that I think that, and possibly equates to why West have struggled with it for so long, um, is that, one, the positive side, is that we have so many players that are team players. And I know that sounds silly, because obviously if you're a team player, you want to help your team go over the line. But I think that there also comes an extent where you need that selfishness. Yeah. You need that selfishness to knuckle down and just be that player that's going to do it for themselves almost. And, mm -hmm. and it d doesn't need to play the flashy strokes, doesn't need to entertain your teammates by playing the shots, hitting the boundaries, just needs to get off strike and hit the ball in for one, hit the ball in the gaps, see off a good bowler for however many overs and take on somebody else. There's so many players that in our team that were possibly... We talk a lot about in the dressing room about having a, a positive mentality in the way that we play our cricket and, and possibly we need to adapt a bit more to show a bit more selfishness and reading game situations as well. Mm. Um, now to go on to the, the negative point I think that West struggle with over the time is not for everyone but for sometimes um, is that ownership side of things. Um, I think we've got a, sometimes within the dressing room we've got a little bit of an excuse culture um, um, where it's, it's, not, it's not my fault that, that I didn't do that. It's not his faults and whatever it is there's sometimes you need to as you say chris you need to be able to reflect and say that was my that was my game to win it's my fault that we didn't do that it's it, it's not so it's never solely down to one person why a cricket match was lost because mm -hmm. obviously it's such a a long game batting and bowling field mm -hmm. and everything there's so much that goes on 
but there there are points in games where people need to be able to turn around and reflect and say, I could have done a lot better there. I could have done better for the team and I could have done better for myself um, and learn from that moving forward. Because there is no better feeling <clears throat> you walking off knowing that your 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever, batting second has won you the game. Yeah. I mean, I certainly know from my only personal experience, I could probably name about five or six games that when I am going into bat and we're chasing down, those are in my locker and I'm remembering the game against Grays, the game against Strathmore, the game against Clydesdale, etc. And that's what I mean about building up a bank of success so yeah. that you can tap into that. Because it is yeah. absolutely amazing. When you're sat down there taking your, your pads off, knowing really that you've won the game, what a feeling. I mean, if you could bottle yeah. that up and then just uncork it and have a little sniff before you went out, geez, you'd be good, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, and do you know what I think is probably quite hard about that, Johnny? Is the fact that, that obviously in cricket and in batting, there's only two people in that game that are ever going to feel that situation per game, if that makes sense. So it's very um, irregular that it's going to be the same two people all the time. So yeah, yeah. not many people have that experience to draw back on and uh -huh. know how good that feeling feels. Yeah. But I guess for the people that have, it's probably even worse that we don't do it more often. <laughs> because like you say, Johnny, it's one of the best feelings in cricket is walking off the field with your batting partner going, we've won that game. We've, yeah. we've got our team over the end there. Um, and, and it's no better feeling than shaking their hand when you're the ones, you're the ones that have taken yeah, over the line against the opposition. You don't need and to I, say anything. Yeah. I also think, Johnny, that goes back to the, the first point you made about the sort of the selfish batsman who's going to knock out those ones and twos. And if I think back to when I can remember West scoring lots of runs, so when I was much younger and when we had like Dougie opening the batting locker and him and do you know I mean, Barry or Badry or whatever would do that every week and they would yeah. bat together and you could refer back to it because people were batting in partnerships for long periods of time and churning out victories. And I think the two, in a sense, go hand in hand as well because you've got to have the selfish thing of taking the match by the scruff of the neck to then, yeah, to then have the good things to look back on to also then reflect on, well, shit, what went wrong for me in that situation. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, if we could, if we could cut out um, maybe nine or ten Dougie Lockharts and put <laughs> yeah. back in the team. <laughs> you'd, you'd win. Although, you know, his bowling might be a bit suspect, but... Yeah. I don't know. Back to Partick at living, though. <laughs> Yeah. So, Youngy, a three hundred, another three hundred season. I think you got three hundred like the the year before. Um, so, from a personal perspective, you're obviously pretty pleased with regards to that. Um, do you feel that MCC? I mean, why did you go down to the MCC? Did you want to go pro? What was the what was the reasoning behind that? I've never really sort of had a chat to you about that. Yeah, it's, it's quite a. I guess quite an interesting story. Some people might find it boring, but some people might find it interesting. Um, uh, You've got three minutes. So, <laughs> is that all? <laughs> um, so in terms of yeah, so I mean, initially I got scouted after the under 19s uh, European Championships in Holland. Um, I got a letter asking to come down and trial, and at the time. At the time, I'll be honest, I didn't want to be a professional cricket. I enjoyed cricket, but did I want to do that full time and play it seven days a week? I didn't. Um, but my dad said, go down for the trial, see what you think. I went down and then obviously uh, got an offer to go and do it. And I thought, let's give it a go. Um, went down and, and enjoyed it. 
Um, enjoyed it more than I thought, but um, as you guys will know from knowing me for many years, uh, it's probably taken me a long time to mature, especially in the cricket field as well. Um, I was probably too young for it at that time, which sounds silly because obviously um, probably a great time to get involved in something like that, but mentally I was too young for it at that time. I didn't, I didn't work hard enough on my game down there um, to really succeed in it. Um, the first season when I was down there, so to let you know, all the guys that play, they also go and play club cricket the weekend. So from Monday to Friday, you're playing for the MCC, you're training or you're playing three-day games, one-day games. Mm -hmm. uh, then at the weekend, they're your own, but you can go and play for a club team, pick up a bit of money to go and do that as well. The first season, I said to the coach, I don't want to play cricket at the weekend. I'm playing it Monday to Friday. I want to enjoy my weekends. Um, the second season I went down, um, I did play club cricket and it, it benefited me a lot. But I think that, they probably the first season. The fact that I said I didn't want to play cricket mm, the weekend probably didn't 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 help me out too much. Marked your as card well. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And I think I had a couple of a couple of injuries with knees and stuff like that as well. That I'm not going to blame that for for anything. I didn't, um, I didn't come back well well enough from that. But also when I look back at it now, as as a bit more of a mature person, um, I. I feel now I squandered an opportunity and I don't think I realised how much I wanted it until the season I was told that basically I wasn't getting my contract renewed and that was kind of it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we should have you on again because I know we've only got another minute to go because I'm really interested in in that and, and uh, the sort of setup down there and, and getting the letter. I mean, that was just like completely yeah. out of the blue. You got this letter. You cut up there, Johnny. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, the the letter that you got was it completely out of the blue that you got that from the MCC? Uh, no. So Mike Hendrick was the Scotland under nineteen ah, coach right, at the time, okay. and he pulled me aside after the championship yeah. and said, "Look, Yogi, they've been here <laughs> to talk to me about you." <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so I had a chat with Hendo about it, and I had a little bit of time to think about it. It's funny because my mum and dad are complete opposites. My mum's a completely business-orientated, workaholic-type yeah. person, and my dad obviously loves his sport, loves his cricket. So my dad was like, do it, do it, do yeah, it, do it. And my mum was like, cricket's not a good job. Cricket's not going to provide for your future. Cricket's <laughs> we a hobby. Absolutely. We need to get an ending in before that. That can't be the last words of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's get you on again, okay? Yeah, and we'll yeah, have a, a longer chat about that. Um, Chris, what are you saying? Nothing else.